It's good to see you're prepared this week and you have, you know, made show notes in good time. That's right. I'm always 100% on top of everything, and the show notes are pre-prepared before we even get here. I totally see that. It's almost like the show notes are writing themselves at the moment. They're just... They're... They're ready, okay? I'm ready. Are you ready? I am ready. All right, let's get it going. <laughs> Welcome to Two Nerds, maybe more, with your host, Michael Scarsinski, and Martin Lasset. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Two Nerds, Maybe More. My name is Michael, and I am here to talk all things nerd with, of course, my friend, Marty. Marty, how are you doing today? I am all things nerd. That's what I am. That's true. I have it from a reliable source. (laughs) So, yeah. So, yeah. No, I'm I'm ready. I have... uh, I've done stuff. Oh, yeah? I can talk about stuff. And this stuff that you're listening right to right now is the stuff that we just made. Okay, well, I, <laughs> I've i been watching stuff. Um, not many different things, but I've been watching a few things. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, mainly uh, Dragon Ball Z. I think I spoke about this a few weeks ago that I had kind of gone back through and I started watching it again. Um, with my current scheduling of things, the 30-minute episode intervals just seem to to work really well and of course it turns out to be exactly how we mentioned before where because it's 30 minutes long i tend to watch more of them in a row than i would if i turned on like an hour-long show Mm -hmm. simply because it's 30 minutes i'm just like i'll throw this on and it'll be fine and three hours later it's still on but i can watch things like this in the background um, because I've seen the show before, and it's not something I necessarily have to stare at the screen constantly to watch. No. Um, yeah, but Dragon Ball Z is—it it still holds up. I feel today. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of there's certain things that don't hold up quite as well. Um, I think I mentioned that before too on the feminism front and things along that nature. <laughs> um, but I mean, not everything um, that you can look at needs to be viewed i think with the lens of modern day advancements in terms of uh like our advancement in acceptance and things like that sometimes you Mm -hmm. just have to look at something as when it came out understand that it's not right but it can still be appreciated for what it is i feel absolutely absolutely i do agree and and i actually do like what they did just you know in the same vein uh at disney plus where they did add you know disclaimers in the beginning of some of the mm-hmm. older stuff where they're like hey did this stuff is actually made in a time where you know the the world was different yeah um selena and i watched peter pan relatively mm-hmm. recently and i was watching that and it had the warning in the beginning and i hadn't remembered much of the movie but i was like why is this in here and then i watched it and i was like oh <laughs> that's why it's in there like um it's like just the way that people used to think before is is completely different and um mm. the things that were accepted are in no way acceptable today like i get that but at the same time you know there are certain endearing things about older movies that you can still um, appreciate and value while still condemning the negativity but without completely uh canceling it out type deal yep I totally agree. Do you want to continue with the next one? Because I guess the next one is in the same vein, right? <laughs> or did you discover both and I missed it? Um, uh, You mean on my list? Yeah. Um, No, the next thing on there is actually a game. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, then yeah. we shouldn't talk about it. I'm fooling yeah. you. I'm trickery. Trickery oh with God. the show notes because I'm prepared. There you go. <laughs> well, Setting I, traps. I, I mean, what I have been watching is something we've totally talked about already, but I just (laughs) want to let you know that I have watched a total of six episodes of Critical Role. Nice, that's that's, um, about 18 hours worth. (laughs) You've watched almost a full day's worth of Critical Role. That's 24 hours, dude. Oh, because they're four hours? They are four hours. Oh, okay, okay, yep. Okay. Yeah, six, six episodes might not sound like a lot, but they are like... A minimum four hours each. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of them is like four and a half. 
So yeah, so I have watched 24 hours of Critical <laughs> Role, and um, I like it. I, I really do. I, I really do like it. it Spoilers: it, He likes it. Watching 24 <laughs> hours worth of it. Um, it. But you know, it is also some sometimes where you know you need to sit down and watch at least half an hour in in a stretch, or else it won't make sense to you what mm-hmm. would happen when you come back to it and stuff like that. It's not something where you, you it's not easy watching where you, you know, where you'll be like, oh, I'll just watch a, t- a few minutes here and there. You, you just kind of do need to you know put it on to and then you know watch it. You, but I mean, you, you, hmm? I was about to say you just need to be engaged while you watch yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I mean, I have been been watching it while I've been, you know, uh, d- doing, you know, stuff in World of Warcraft, you know, just doing my dailies or, or le- I'm leveling a few different characters, things like mm-hmm. that. So for that, it, it's perfect because you can just, you know, if you're just doing brainless stuff anyway in a game and you don't need to pay attention, then it's perfect to watch it. And so, so yes, yeah, so I've been doing that. Also, each lunch break, I I, t- I tend to put it on television and watch it and stuff. So mm-hmm. yeah, really, really enjoying it. And and I really like the. Um, I'm, I've been watching so much um, about also behind the scenes and things like that about Critical Role and 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 all those guys over there and I'm starting to 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 like each personality more and more and and they're just they're, there are six very different people mm-hmm. six or seven seven i guess seven very different people but they just have you know such each their you know thing that that is funny or interesting or or, or, or things like that so yeah it, it's so cool to see that they're having fun and i don't know if you know this did, did you know that they had a kickstarter to make an animated show that will be on amazon i amazon did Prime? not know that no Okay, it's like um, it turned out to be the most successful Kickstarter ever. They broke <laughs> they broke the previous record, and so if you don't know, then they had like they had made a calculation that they needed seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars to to make you know twenty minute episodes animated. Um, and then they made stretch goals up to three million, I think, just mm-hmm. in case that they got so far. So the three million they met within the first three or four hours or something like that. <laughs> so Jesus. they had to they had to come back and make more stretch goals. Um, and uh, yeah, I think it, when it ended after the forty five days that it was up, they had uh, collected eleven million dollars. God damn, Jesus, yeah. that's a lot. Huh? It is a lot. So yeah, so they're totally right now working on um, an animated show that is uh, based on the first campaign. Um, it's not. I think it's it's new stories. It's not uh, the the same campaign that they already did play through. It's new content. Um, mm-hmm. So so yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. I'm, I'm I have I don't really know the first campaign that well. I mean, I've seen some some highlight videos here and there on YouTube and stuff like that, and. Um, it seems quite interesting. There is like a, an origins uh, comic book uh, that they made two volumes, I think, um, mm-hmm. that is out, uh, which I have considered to see if I can get my hands on. Um, I'm not completely sure if I want it like a, in a digital version or if I want to get the proper real life thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still trying to figure out what what I want to do that. Um, but I also spend a lot of money this month, so it will be something that I will look at next month. <laughs> <laughs> Um, fun fact about Critical Role stuff is that when... So I had known who, like, some of these people were beforehand. Mm. Um, like, of course, like, Laura Bailey, like, she's around the scene. They're all around the scene quite a bit. Yeah. Um, but I hadn't always put, like, faces to voices and or no. faces to names. And watching the first campaign, just a bit that I watched, that was a, kind of when I fell for Laura Bailey a bit there. Um, <laughs> she played like a very flirtatious character in the first campaign. I don't know if it's the same in the second one. No, different um, characters. Okay, but every time I I melted and I was I was just like, oof. <laughs> yeah, yeah she's, she's quite amazing in the second campaign as well. Um, uh, but I, I think all of them are, is, is really cool. And I, mm-hmm. I think I did mention it to you or maybe even on the show that, you know, when they... When they create the characters, they they create maybe they create accents and stuff for them mm-hmm. as well, and they keep talking in those accents even when they're just talking, you know, out of game. Um, the latest episode that I'm watching, they actually have a guest on who's not super into D and D, so 
uh, they had to he had so, so the, the guy sitting next to him had to explain something and and he has like a german accent his character mm-hmm. has like a german accent but he just kept that accent on while he was explaining these things to <laughs> to the new guy and it, it's just so funny to see that you know they they're into it they're, they're proper into it that's good um one last thing on that D front is that while i haven't done the character building I have settled on the Paladin for our campaign. Ooh. So I'm going with the Paladin. Um, I have some ideas wiggling around in my head. Mm-hmm. And an initial thought is a half-orc Paladin. Okay. Don't don't know. I'll have to look at the oaths and things like that. But uh, that's that's kind of rattling around in my brain at the moment. So that's, right, a, cool. that's an update for the people out there on, the, on our own <laughs> campaign. I, I can give a little update as well because I have now been through the whole first level of the of the dungeon, the fortress part, mm-hmm. and I have uh, in in the roll20.net um, map that we have in there, I've added every NPC and every you know character and every enemy that you will encounter in there to that cool. map now. So I am I'm starting to to feel feel ready. I think. The bits where I'm not quite ready yet is I don't really know what you guys will will, will go with of characters. I have an idea, so I'm still waiting for you guys to, you know, for the final date where you have to make your have have made your characters for. Mm-hmm. So I know exactly what kind of characters that I need to prepare for, uh, background and stuff like that. And also, you know, there's some rules I probably need to read a little bit, just a little bit up on how the different classes work, just so mm-hmm. you know, um, make things a bit more smooth when, when we start playing so so yeah i feel like i'm closing in i'm, I'm still I mean, I mean technically i would i would i would be going tonight if we could because i'm i'm quite uh, quite excited and, and i'm ready to to jump into this i am excited as well um i always get a little bit giddy before the start of a brand new uh dungeons and dragons adventure and no. i'm hoping that this one stays that this one like sticks and we keep going along with it because i really want that experience of just kind of going along with it and keep on going me too me too all right well something that is not dungeons and dragons related is <laughs> um i spoke about this game before and it ties into obviously the dragon ball z that i was talking about earlier is i play a game called dragon ball fighters it's a fighting game 2d styled for dragon ball z and it's it's really good uh, i suck at fighting games and i've just been hammering out like combo tutorials and trying to like nail in how everything works and i don't know if i mentioned this before but for most of my life i've used a controller and the gamepad while i play but i actually got a while back i got myself the 8-bit do mm-hmm, arcade stick and i am relearning how to use it properly with the fighting games and it's just been so much fun trying to like get the combos and things like that and when it finally lands uh just that feeling of satisfaction and then realizing that just because i got it once does not mean that i'm good at the game because i can't get it consistently um it's kind of been if i have 30 minutes here or there Mm. throughout the the evening when i get home from work i'll kind of throw it on and i'll try to play it a bit last night i got i think about an hour or so in Mm -hmm. so I'm having a lot of fun with Dragon Ball Fighters, and though I haven't played much of it, I did download as well the uh, the Power Rangers Battle for the Grid fighting game. Uh, fun fact is that I used to really, really like Power Rangers back in the day, uh, like the first iteration of it, because I was young and I used to come home from school and watch it, and it was actually my gateway into uh, Kai- kaiju movies. No, kaiju oh. movies. I mean, similar apples to oranges, right? Um, <laughs> but... <laughs> But no, it was like my gateway into kaiju movies. Mm. And I I think that you've watched uh, The Angry Video Game Nerd before, right? The what? The Angry Video Game Nerd? On YouTube? No, the channel? I no, I don't think so. Okay, well, uh, The Angry Video Game Nerd, he, was, he built his YouTube channel off of playing crappy old... Uh, like NES games and it expanded onto just kind of crappy games in general okay. and he just raged like completely raged but he also was very big into film and things along that nature so he has like a channel called uh, um, it's Cinemassacre and he would do reviews of films and things like that and 
he was talking about kaiju movies in one episode, and he was talking about how for a lot of uh, U.S.-based people that the Power Rangers were a gateway into kaiju movies because the way that they filmed, it's really weird, the way that they filmed the Power Rangers series was uh, the Japanese show, they would send over their episode, and then the American side would simply put in like the whole teenager aspect of it, and the teen drama-ish that went into it with all the Americanism thrown in there. Mm. And then they would just like cut to the Japanese portions for the fighting scenes and the monster scenes. So every time you see like the Power Rangers fighting in like the Megazord against like Goldar or whatever big monster, that's all Japanese filming. Okay. And I, as far as I know, to this day, it's still done that way. Uh, so it's a very cool and um, odd way to do it, but um, yeah, I enjoy Power Rangers old stuff. I would like to see what the state of things are now, but at the same time, if it's as cheesy as the original one was, then I probably wouldn't be too into it, uh, simply because I did go back and it was pretty much like a stereotype in every sort of way in the first <laughs> episode. So yeah, um, fighting games, Power Rangers, Dragon Ball Fighters play them if anybody out there plays fighting games and you're actually relatively decent and you don't mind helping helping anyone out uh let me know i play dragon ball fighters on pc there we go i don't but you have been playing something else and i saw you playing i saw you playing a little bit of this and it intrigued me so give me give me a little bit more about uh your progress here okay mutant zero uh mutant gear zero wrote to eden Mm-hmm. I'll try that again. Mutant Year Zero Road to Eden. There we go. Easy to pronounce. Um, <laughs> it's a um, sort of like a- XCOM-esque game. And that's what actually got me you know, onto this. Because I, I love the XCOM series. Uh, I love that ro- uh, uh, round-based uh, type deal. Um, and, and that's what I thought I, I went into here. Which, it obviously does have those aspects, but it's not completely that. So, um, how this works is that it's actually like a storyline, um, and then you have your characters that you move around uh, on, a, on a huge map. Uh, well, a map that is, uh, you know, different sections, so you can tr- uh, travel between them. Um, so, all this is in real time, so you move your characters around on, on you know, uh, on the map. Um, and then, when you are closing in on enemies... You can see, you know, the the area that the enemies can look in, so you can sneak sneak up on them and attack them. Mm-hmm. And when you start attacking them, that's when you get into the turn-based, the round-based turn-based uh, thing, um, and uh, uh, and then that that's where the XCOM part starts. So I'm not quite sure what I think about it because I do enjoy it when it goes into the XCOM turn-based thing. But because they also have the sneak, the whole sneaking around it, and uh, that, that you can, you know, uh, ambush people, mm-hmm. uh, it really, it it makes it a very slow game. Because if you just the, at the first minute you see an enemy and ambush it, and you don't kill it in within one turn, he will alert everything else in the map, pretty <laughs> much. Um, so you can really, really quickly get into a situation uh, where you, you're just getting overwhelmed really, really quickly. Um, so what you actually want to do is you want to stealth around, uh, sneak around, take out enemies, you know, here and there, thin, thin their numbers, and then when you feel like you're ready, then you make your big ambush. So it's a cool idea. And you know me, I like games like that where you sneak around and, and mm-hmm. do things, but I just don't think it works here. I, mm. I, I think I want my XCOM with my XCOM and my sneaking games with my sneaking games. So it's um, more of like it takes just a little bit too long to do the surveying portion. I feel like it. I feel like I'm... Ex- or, or, or either either that or I'm extremely weak. Um, mm. It's one of the two, and, and I, I, don't, I don't really know what I would should have been doing to get more powerful because I feel like I've done everything. I've upgraded my stuff back at the base. I have, you know, uh, I have, have equipment part to my level and things like that. So I, I do feel, I don't feel like it's that. Maybe I'm just not playing it right. I don't know. But hey, kitty. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just... Um... Yeah. And now we have a special guest. We have a special <laughs> guest. Um, 
ran away. Good. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It, it's just... Uh, I don't know. I, I just feel like the, the thing is that, you know, you spend so much time sneaking around, doing, you know, just taking out as many as you can before you, you make the big pull. But the thing is that, you know, it takes such a long time. So if you buy, you know, just make a mistake and you by accident pull everything, uh, mm. then you have to start over. Yeah, I would not be good things. in that situation. Yeah, and so so when that happens, I'm like, I can't be asked doing this again. And that's when I left the game. And then mm-hmm. I, you know, booted up again a few days later. Uh, the same thing happened. I, I, I you know, uh, sneak uh, was sneaking around, and it worked for a, a few encounters. And then one counter, everything just went to, you know, went <laughs> out to the left side. And I was like, yeah, good. I'm 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 off. I I, do, I can't be asked having to do all this again. Um, so. So yeah, I, I just don't think this is my cup of tea. Um, mm-hmm. It looks cool. It's a cool idea. And if you like XCOM, but also like sneaking about, then I think this could be potentially something for, for, for you. But but yeah, I don't know. I, I might give it a few more worlds, but um, yeah, I don't know. I think the problem with a lot of games that are XCOM-like is that that's exactly what they are, is that they're like XCOM, but they have to try to do something a little bit different to make themselves stand apart but sometimes yeah. that little bit different isn't as fully fleshed out as it could be or just as well done as it could be and XCOM just kind of nails it when it does it yeah. so like XCOM feels real good uh, personally my favorite tactical uh, RPGs like that are like the Disgaea franchise because they're over the top anime goofiness um, and the Final Fantasy Tactics on the original Playstation um, mm. To me, that one was absolutely solid. It had um, an amazing, deep story. Um, I, I would say, if you have a PlayStation, anyone out there, and you like tactic tactics-based RPG games, try to get a copy of Final Fantasy Tactics, because that game is absolutely wonderful in so many different ways. I think I talked about it, and I think I was like, oh, maybe I should check that out, because I'm, I feel like I said that. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's really good. I definitely suggest it. So, yeah. um, speaking of PlayStation games, uh, I actually dusted off the PlayStation Four. I was sitting at my computer the other day and I was playing with the kitten, trying to figure out what game to play because I can't really do too much World of Warcraft with the kitten crawling all over me. Mm. Um, I can't do what I need to do in game. Like I can't do a dungeon if I'm constantly trying to get her off of me or give her attention simply because I heal. So I can't really give it all the focus that it needs. Mm. So I went over to the couch and I was looking at my PlayStation 4 games and I had forgotten that a while back I got the game Medieval Mm. uh, or Medieval. And this is actually a remake of the original Medieval that was on the PlayStation 1. And... I never really got into the original one. It was just a little bit difficult for me at the time. I was still younger on PlayStation 1 era. But this game is a lot of fun. And it is still pretty challenging. And it's not like... The combat is not really super fleshed out. Like if you have a sword, you're just kind of mashing the square button as enemies come at you. And you're roaming around this uh, like level-based maps. And you're killing enemies, exploring, trying to do uh, the small little puzzles to open up areas, and I just defeated, like, the first boss, and it's been a lot of fun. I've been enjoying this kind of throwback-style game, and this is one of those examples of a remake that has done really well. Think of, like, Crash Bandicoot-esque, where the Mm. visuals have all been updated, so it does have that feel of the original with a brand new coat of paint, and I'm really enjoying it so far. Nice. I've never, <laughs> I've never played this before, so yeah, I just had to quickly look it up. Uh, character looks amazing. <laughs> um, yes, Sir Daniel Fortescue. Uh, <laughs> the the general idea of the story, um, obviously, since I haven't played all the way through, I don't have many spoilers, um, hmm. so don't worry about me spoiling the story. But the general idea is that Sir Daniel has been built up as this great hero of legend through word of mouth. But as it turns out, like, he actually died in, like, the first wave of things. So, like, he's battling the evil wizard, and it shows the cutscene, and he's running through, and he gets an arrow right through the eye, and dies in the first wave. But somehow, 
history shows him as a mighty hero that slayed the evil wizard. And his whole thing is now he has an actual chance to live up to that uh, reputation and actually claim a spot along the heroes of history. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, it's a fun game. Fun game. Love it. Okay. Well, I have been playing something new as well. Mm-hmm. Um, because since Mutant Year Zero didn't pan out for me, I was like, I want to play something. Um, and then I, re- then I remember that, hey, it's actually not that long ago that I bought Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Mm-hmm. And I had that installed and ready to go. And it's like, oh, maybe I should actually, you know, try spin it up. And I did. Um, because, you know, Vikings. <laughs> I'm a Viking. And um, the the voice actor is a Danish. You can hear that's a clear Danish accent. You probably wouldn't notice it, but I do. <laughs> See, very... I, I don't know. I might notice it and I might try podcasting with them out of confusion. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's it's so. The thing is, the, the voice. Just a side note: the voice acting. I don't really feel it's it's that great. Uh, it, it feels like the the, the 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 the. It's so over the top how they're speaking and things <laughs> like that. I, I feel like the voice direction was not super great on this game. But anyway, that was just a side note. That maybe it's also because it's a Danish accent and I, I notice it more. Maybe when you listen to it, you're like, oh, that sounds amazing. That's exactly how Vikings talk in my head. Why but doesn't I mean, Marty talk like this? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. Um, so yeah, uh, the only you know another downside to this game is that these Vikings are Norwegian and not Danish. Um, mm. So I'm like, ah, oh, minus points. <laughs> Uh, but they do they do mention the Danish Vikings and how they have you know conquered you know one out of the four English kingdoms. So mm-hmm. I mean yeah, well thank you for at least mentioning that. Uh, we were definitely way more cool back then. Um, <laughs> but then um, I finished like the first section of it, and then you get to go outside of the Animus and play as you know the 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 person who is inside the Animus. Mm-hmm. And I realized that, hey, they actually, Ubisoft went back to this uh, uh, storytelling way, like the original games, where you mm-hmm. actually have a, 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 a present day, so to speak, storyline in there. And I realized that, you know, stuff had happened before this, because there's, you know, the, the, the new games have two previous games. Um, so I was like, I really quickly realized that, hey, I am not up to date on this storyline, and I really liked the the old Desmond storyline. And I, I, I quickly and you know some of the characters that was there is the same you know band of, of people that Desmond also hang out with. So I was like, hey, there's some storyline here that I'm missing. Mm-hmm. And then I realized that uh, yeah, this way of doing things started back in when they we you know redid the game and redid the combat systems and stuff like that with Origins. Mm-hmm. Which I also have had bought like ages ago, but never got into playing. So I actually stopped playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla and went back to Origins, installed that, uh, started playing it. Um, and um, I remember that because I did try Origins at some point. I don't remember when. It's, it must have been a few years ago, like right when it came out. And I didn't really like the combat system back then. But now coming, but I think it, now coming back to it, I'm actually this is actually really cool. It plays really well. So I think. Mm-hmm. I think I was just expecting Assassin's Creed, like the original combat system, and they didn't do that anymore. Um, so I think that's what put me off back then. But now that I'm actually coming back to it, I quite enjoy it. So, so yeah, so I've been playing Origins, and I'm like f- almost five hours into the game now. Um, and just really, really enjoying it. And, and I'm really looking forward. I, I want to get through this and uh, Odyssey, which is the next one, so I can get to the Bloody Vikings again. Um, <laughs> so, Origin is the Egyptian one, right? Yes, it is. Yeah. Yes, okay. Because you got me that one. Uh, you had gotten me that game, and I played a little bit of it, and I remember mm. enjoying it. Um, the bow is, like, overpowered. Oh, um, so good. Like, you I just, like, it. it does feel good, like, perching up and just kind of, like, sniping people with the bow. Like, mm-hmm. it feels really good. I like that. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 they have the same system in Valhalla. Um, and and I remember that 
uh, I remember like it's so long ago. It's like this week. Uh, <laughs> I uh, when, when I played it earlier this week, um, I did realize that it had had like skill trees where you couldn't buff different aspects of the game, and I totally went for the stealthy um, bow type. Like because you know I, you know me, I like to stealth around. You you're probably going to brawl the warrior way sort of type deal. Let's hit some stuff with swords and you know, um, but I like to stealth around and take out as many. Uh, enemies before I actually go into to proper combat with them so so yeah I just I, that's the route I went in Valhalla and that's the route that I'm going in, in Origins mm-hmm. um, I do have because you know you do have to go into uh, uh, melee combat at some point so I did have to put some points into that yeah. as well but but you know I'm, I'm, I'm trying to go the ranged well, stealthy way um, before uh, first before I, I engage so even though I tend to lean more towards like melee combat in most games, mm. when it comes to Assassin's Creed games, I don't try to go that route. Okay. Simply because the old ones, I used to hate the melee combat. Mm. Like I hated the system, so I would try to do as much as I could with stealth. And yeah. I think with Origins, I was going for a stealth and trap-based build. Because if I'm correct, I think you could like get traps and things like that, or escape... Um, escaping things. Mm. So my idea was stealth as much as I can. If I get caught, like drop something so that I could disappear or set a mm. trap so that I could limit the forces that are coming at me, disappear, and then go back in and kill the rest stealthily. So yeah. when it comes to Assassin's Creed, I actually play it differently. Okay, that's cool. But anyway, really, really enjoying it. And, and, and because I think I was fed up with the Assassin's Creed games for a while, especially after they killed off Desmond. Mm-hmm. So it was just so... I, I just I was just taken by surprise that they had that element back in the games and really, really happy about it. Um, so yeah, so I'm, I'm really feeling good about playing Assassin's Creed again because I've played pretty much all of them. I mean, even though I have had, you know, moments where I'm like, oh, I'm so tired of, of it, I, I have actually, you know, eventually bought all of them and, and played through all of them. Um, so, so yeah, really, really enjoyed it. So, obviously, since I didn't have Odyssey yet, uh, I, uh, there's the Lunar Sale at the moment, Lunar New Year Sale, mm-hmm. um, where I bought the Ultimate Edition for, like, um, really, really cheap. Um, so... Yeah, so now I actually have all all three games and re- ready to go. All three of them also installed. Um, so yeah, thirty dollars is what I, I bought the ultimate okay. edition for. So that's like the you know the season pass. That's all the extra stuff, content, and whatever they put into it. So so yeah, um, Assassin's Creed is probably something that I will be playing a lot over the next coming weeks and, and months because I have three games that I need to get through um, what I did do though is that I have also I, I, I played some of it at my PC but I also earlier today just attached my PC to my television and then with a wireless controller was playing it on the on the big TV so nice. you know I can do both um, <laughs> which is really nice when you get tired of just sitting at your desk yeah awesome um, so the last game that I kind of delved into this week um it was kind of just a joke, because we had talked about this yesterday. Um, spoilers, our main topic today is BlizzCon. Um, <laughs> and they were talking about some of the things related to World of Warcraft and WoW Classic. And I was like, oh, I guess it's time for us to level our Classic characters. <laughs> and I was sitting around last night, and Selena was recording um, her YouTube video, because she's starting to do more YouTube stuff, or she's trying okay. to. Mm-hmm. So she's recording some Bioshock gameplay. And I had to be relatively quiet, so I was trying to figure out what what things I could play. And I was like, you know what? WoW Classic is not really that intensive, especially early on in the game. Like, I could push a button and wait a few seconds before I have to push another one. Um, so I just jumped in on a little Dwarf Hunter and just kind of started killing random things and not really... I just kind of zoned out, and there's something cathartic about it. Now, this is by no means... Me saying I've caught the classic bug and I'm going to start rushing to 60 to get ready for anything. This is me just saying that sometimes WoW Classic can just be a nice little escape and have a good time to run into. Yeah, when I saw you played WoW Classic, I was like, what the hell, dude? What's up with you? What's wrong with you? (laughs) I don't know. Uh, But Marty, mark this time 34 because I have to take a quick bath and break. (laughs) 
Okay. I'll be right back. A little longer than a few minutes later. Okay, I'm back. Welcome the, back. The curse of doing a podcast relatively early in the morning for me, and by relatively early I mean 11 o'clock, is that I'm usually two cups of coffee deep. <laughs> so occasionally I may have to take a break here and there as I go to grab some more coffee, but it's empty. <laughs> All right. All right, so what do you say we jump into our um, like our main discussion point of the day, which is BlizzCon, which just started mm-hmm. happening yesterday. Um, this one is a bit weird, because normally BlizzCon is this big event that um, people from around the world like to go to. It's a place where you get to meet all of your friends that play World of Warcraft, uh, StarCraft, all the Blizzard properties. Those are the only two worth noting. Um but this year, it's all online. It's called BlizzCon Line. <laughs> um, and it was just a little weird starting off, right? Well, am I alone? Was it a bit no. weird? I mean, the thing is that, you know, everything has been pre-recorded. There's nothing that's live here. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything is pre-recorded. Um, so I think that... I mean, I think it was, it was, it was cool. It was a good... I, th- I think it's nice that it did something. Um... But that being said, I think we both talked a little bit about it. We felt like, yeah, I think when I went to bed, I said to 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 my girlfriend to to be that hey, that was that was quite average. Mm-hmm. That was a quite average BlizzCon <laughs> um, because there wasn't really too much. There wasn't really anything we didn't know would be coming. I think that was yeah. like I think the, the biggest surprise for me was probably the the ex. I mean, we know we knew because they had teased that it was another class on the way for Diablo two, uh, sorry four Diablo four, um, but it wasn't a surprise that it would be there. But it was surprised what it would be. So they mm-hmm. went with the rogue, which is pretty cool, so, and it, it looked cool. It, it's, it's like yeah, I'm, I'm looking more and more forward to Diablo Four every time we see something. So I, I think that was cool. But besides that, I don't really think that was a that was any big surprises. Um, so so yeah, I don't I don't know. What 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 was your uh, initial reaction? Um, on the Diablo front, uh, there's several things. Like one, I'm excited for Diablo Four. So anything related to Diablo 4 gets my attention, and they had a very cool cinematic um, mm. to show there, and there were ears and everything, and yeah. ear box, and um, like Blizzard Team still does amazing cinematics, and that was present. Uh, but um, even still, it's just it, it just felt a bit lackluster for me. There was no release date or anything regarded to any of the Diablo properties, really. No. Um, we did see... I like, don't think there was any release dates at all. No, not even for the uh, World of Warcraft uh, patch 9.1. No. So, not even for, even for the Hearthstone stuff. I think they said March, right? Or something like that, but that's it. They didn't really say when. Yeah, it was just like a month or a, uh, that was pretty much it, or the year. And for me, I've been waiting for Diablo Immortal for quite some time. And I'm okay with like waiting for stuff. But at the same time, we're not seeing many updates related to like what the progress is. Are they making steady progress? Uh, just in general, I'm they a bit... They just had a big alpha. They had a big alpha in, in, in um, Australia. Yeah, I know that they've had like a few things going on there. But at the same time, like widespread information regarding it has mm. been very scarce. And... We had heard from Netties quite a while ago that they had said, hey, we're done. We're done. We're just waiting for Blizzard to do their stuff. So Hmm. it's like that was like a year or two ago. And we still have like very little information regarding the game. I've been a part of the wait list and I've gotten no like emails related to it. uh, It can still be canceled. Right. It's it's Blizzard. Yeah, I mean, it could be, but. I don't think that it will be. I hope that it won't because, truthfully, um, I think having a game like this on mobile would be it it would be pretty cool. Um, It'd be nice to get a Diablo fix on the go. Uh, While traditionally I do enjoy the PC, I do enjoy mobile games as well, and I've slowly been getting more and more into mobile games and just trying to learn the space of mobile games. And I'm hoping that maybe this one has a different scheme compared to most of the other ones that I play. 
But I do have to say that probably the most excitement of the Diablo front for me was for the Diablo 2 uh, mm. Resurrected, which is Diablo 2 uh, remastered type deal. Yeah. And it looked really good. It looked really good. It does. Um, upgraded visuals, but with the um, with the mechanics of Diablo 2, the original. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's actually... I mean... I don't think if you follow the news surrounding Blizzard, I don't think it was a big surprise that Diablo 2 no. was being announced. Um, but it's definitely something where I'm like, oh, that's cool, because maybe I will actually finish the game this time. Uh, because I played I played a lot of Diablo 1, then Diablo 2 came out, which um, I played together with one of my friends. So, and you know, back then we didn't have internet and played it online. He actually came to my place and we played, just played it nonstop for, I don't know, I think it might have been like, you know, uh, like a, a winter vacation or something like that from where we had like a week off from school or something like that. So we basically just played it for a full week or whatever, uh, or at least quite a few days in a row. Could also just be a long weekend. I don't know. But I just remember that we played it and played it and played it and we got around to the last few levels and then the weekend was over and we were just, you know, burned out on Diablo 2. So I never finished it. I never ever finished it. I, I got so far, but never finished it. So uh, I think that it would definitely be, you know, and that's the expansion as well that I don't think I've actually ever touched. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah, I'm actually quite looking forward to this and it's updated graphics. So I can, even I can play the game. Um, and I just, I, I don't know. I, I might be able to, to convince my girlfriend to play it as well because she did play Diablo three and, and, and enjoyed that. So mm-hmm. maybe if I, maybe I can gift it to her and we can play through the storyline together or something like that. I don't know. Um, so, so yeah, I'm quite, quite looking forward to it. It looks cool. Yeah. The only issue that I really see is that once again, we have no release date for it. Um, no, <laughs> although the pre-purchase is available, it's already ready for pre-purchase. Something so, and I do think that in the trailer, it did oh, I don't remember what did it say? Did it say anything? I think it said um, this year. Yeah. So, I mean, the only thing that oh, it says on or before December twenty twenty one. So yeah, it's the yeah. They, 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 they do that's what they always do um, they did it with, with Warcraft 3 as well which they then ended up pushing uh, delaying anyway um, mm-hmm. yeah I, I only hope that you know that they don't F it up like they did with, with Warcraft 3 I, I hope that you know they're actually making a good job with it because the thing is they, they Starcraft 1 the, the Wii Master was really really good it was good so I hope yes. it, it's more along those lines than it is Warcraft 3 well, like you'll see from a lot of people that are actually in this scene, is that this is not being made by Blizzard, per se. It's being made by Vicarious Visions, yep. who are the people that did the Crash Bandicoot and the Tony Hawk mm-hmm. um, remastered. And those were basically the same approach, at least wording, so far that they've been talking about. The same approach, which is, hey, it's the base game, but with some better graphics, some updated things, and maybe even some uh, certain quality of life changes. And I'll get one specific example, which is in Diablo 2, you had to pick up the gold manually. Mm. You had to click on the gold. Um, in Diablo 2 Remastered, you can choose. You can choose to toggle whether or not your character picks up gold just by walking over it, or you mm-hmm. physically pick it up. And this is to appease people that maybe want Diablo 2 but just with the skin so uh, I like that they're doing that I like that they're doing that like so um, I'm excited for Diablo 2 I think that it's uh, it's, Diablo 2 looks exciting and the coolest part I think was actually the World of Warcraft uh, Chains of Domination uh, the little cinematic with, with Anduin I thought that was really cool yeah the cinematic was really cool um, but I do feel like when you, when you go through what's actually in the patch, you're sort of like, yeah, sort of like we expected more, more you know, just more more stuff. Uh, that was yep. that was. I, th- I don't think there was any big surprises. I mean, sure, there was the mecha dun- dungeon, but just kind of getting you got used to that being in there in one of the first patches. And I don't, again, it felt like it was an average BlizzCon, um, and and I definitely feel like the World of Warcraft announcements was average at, at best. Yeah. Um... 
there was a lot of padding that went into the World of Warcraft stuff. I just felt like every time somebody was talking about it, they were telling us things that we've already done. Mm-hmm. Whether it was the classic team talking about classic stuff, or whether it was um, Ian, pretty much, Ian Hazakas disappeared for like two minutes. Uh, usually at BlizzCon, he's kind of the main face to go along with everything, and unless there's more that I missed, he just kind of showed up and said, hey, we don't really have that much to show you. <laughs> so here's this other guy to tell you about all the things that you've already done. He's going to re-show you the cinematic that you just watched. And then he's going to talk for about two minutes about what's to come. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was like a really, really short thing. It was like 25, 20 minutes, 25 minutes. It was really, really short. So, so yeah, it didn't, it didn't feel that bombastic. And then I think the ne- next World of Warcraft panel, when I went to bed, was something how they created some, uh, like, uh, how, the, how the design team made one of the new mounts. And that's it. And I was like, yeah, no, I'm not really interested in that. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's cool. I, because don't get me wrong, behind the scenes stuff is cool. It's just not what I wanted at that point. I wanted some juicy stuff. Yeah, I, I think that maybe they shouldn't have done it like with the BlizzCon name. You mm-hmm. know, maybe they should have just done like an update video from Blizzard, and it could have had all this stuff. And I think nobody would have really been uh, super upset about the lack of a BlizzCon if this was all that they had to show, mm-hmm. um, because it is understandable uh, to a certain extent. You know, like uh, 2020 was a rough year for many. Uh, industries, the game industry, one of them, transitioning from being in a giant office space where everybody can speak to each other to working from home and trying to figure out how to make all that work for game development. It's just no one's going to fault you for being a bit behind. No. But people will get on you for trying to make something out of nothing. Yeah. And I think that's kind of what, what this felt like. But the fact that they used a BlizzCon name like blew it up a little bit more than what it should have been. I think Maybe. it should have just been like, "Hey, here's an update on all of our games that we're currently uh, that we're currently working on. Here's a cool cinematic from World of Warcraft. Here's a cool cinematic from Diablo. Other than that, we're making steady progress. Hearthstone has some fun stuff going through. Um, it's I actually was thinking about classic mode in, in Hearthstone. I don't know why, but." I just can't get excited for Hearthstones anymore. Sorry, just, <laughs> it's just it's just not my game. I think I just have to, to just realize that it's not my game. <laughs> <laughs> it's just one that I like occasionally go back to. My biggest issue is like if I get sucked in and then all of a sudden I pay money and then I stop playing. I hate it when that happens. I pay the big money for like the eighty buck mega pack and mm-hmm. I open all the cards and then I stop playing. No. Yep. And I just spent 80 bucks for nothing. It's not worth it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. So. Yeah. But I mean, back to, to BlizzCon in general, I, I think, you know, usually when, when you uh, when you watch BlizzCon, I've, I've never been at a BlizzCon, I know you have, but usually when I'm sitting at home watching it, I watch the opening ceremony and then I'm like, oh, I want to see all these panels now because all this stuff just looks amazing. I didn't get that feeling at all this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was like... I was basically just like, oh, I'll just watch this World of Warcraft panel, and then I'll go to bed afterwards. Normally, I sit up to like 4 a.m. in the morning and just digest everything. And to be honest, I haven't watched anything today. I haven't really... Uh, I've been playing Assassin's That's Creed. That's because it and... just started like five minutes ago. Okay, that, that might also be the reason. <laughs> um, but no, I, but I, I don't really have have it in my head space or whatever to, that I'm going to watch all of it afterwards after this. Um, I think I'll just, you know, I'll probably just watch my favorite YouTubers, and, uh, you know, do highlights of it because yeah. I, I don't really feel like I'm, I'm I, it didn't really ca- catch my attention that much um, yeah this time uh, around well you know like usually there's a really big big uh, build up around the entire scene like mm-hmm. not just for the event of BlizzCon like for the announcements but in addition to that it's usually the culmination of a lot of the esports that go along with it mm-hmm. and you're excited for like the Starcraft tournament the Heroes of the Storm uh, let's not mention that game uh, the Hearthstone <laughs> tournament there's like the World of Warcraft uh, like there's an arena thing that usually goes on around this time I don't even know what's going on on the esports side of things either um, mm. I think there's a StarCraft tournament going on. I might try to catch it because I haven't watched any pro StarCraft in quite a while. Mm. Um, 
pretty much since the death of uh, Heroes of the Storm. I haven't catched <laughs> up. I haven't been up to date with any of Blizzard esports except for Arena, and occasionally even some uh, the Mythic Dungeon International. Uh, like all that stuff, I still find it exciting. It's just it, it felt weird that there just wasn't there wasn't this air about BlizzCon this year like there like there usually is. Yeah, no, no. I, I agree. I don't. I don't really know what to add, add to this this conversation now. I, I don't I, either. I, was... I, 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 I had something I wanted to say, but then you started talking about esports, and then I, I focused <laughs> on that, and then I came away from it, and now I, my, I lost my train of thought, thoughts. So, uh, <laughs> truthfully, um, I think that we just blizzconned this conversation and padded it because you pretty much nailed it when you said, "Yeah, it said to Berta, it was average." That was a summation, and we padded it just like BlizzCon. We should have just ended it there, like (laughs) 30-minute show. We got to pad the runtime here. Why are we dragging it out to an hour? Why? Um, That's all I I have for BlizzCon. (laughs) Yeah, I, I... I know, I know that I have one thing that I want, wanted to say, but I don't remember it, so it, it kind of been that 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 important. All right, Marty. Well, do you have anything else? Or you just want to want to call it a day for this one? Yeah, but I, I think so. I mean, I don't know really know what to add. I mean, I could probably talk for half an hour about D and D if you want me to. <laughs> um, I think I need to still work on my character there. Um. <laughs> fair, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, so no. I, I don't think so. D&D, oh. I'm having so much fun just preparing stuff and and I'm looking forward forward to see how much actually comes to fruition when you guys go in there like crazy people and don't do what I want you to do and, and all the, the stuff that I did was for naught. Um, that's pretty much a summation of my life. It's me doing <laughs> things that no one expected me to do and ruining the party. <laughs> um, well, that's it from us, everybody. Thank you once again for joining us on another episode and... If you're out there and you're a Blizzard fan, let us know what you think about BlizzCon. As as I said earlier, if you play uh, Dragon Ball Fighters, hit me up. Let me know on PC and maybe I we can get something going where you can help me get better at the game because I suck. Um, other than that, you can get in touch with us by emailing us at 2 more at gmail.com. You can also find us over on Twitter at 2NerdsMaybeMore with the number 2 in front rather than spelled out there. And you can find us over on the website 2NerdsMaybeMore.com. There you can find this episode and all of our previous episodes. And a bit of a self-plug here for a couple things that I've been up to. Um, if you check out Scrubs vs. the World podcast, I was a guest on that one for their most recent episodes, so be sure to check that one out. And also the horror podcast that I do, the All Hollow Scream podcast, where I was joined by Syl from Whispers of War, the World of Warcraft podcast. Um, she joined me and we talked all about sci-fi horror. That is live now. So be sure to check that out on whatever podcast service you listen to. Other than that, I got nothing else. Nothing else. I mean, I am going to record another episode of 5.5 right after this, where we're going to talk about a movie that we might have mentioned on this show. Ghost Ship again. Yes. Yes. (laughs) All right, everybody. We'll see you in the next one. Thank you and take care. Bye. Bye. This show is brought to you by Dragon Powered Studios. Find more at dragonpoweredstudio.com.